Tonight we are specifically looking at the beast out of the earth, and we'll just take a few minutes to kind of see. Excuse me? The sea? Is it the earth? No, this is the second part. Oh, the second part. Yeah, we're going to go over, we're going to just refresh because it's been a few weeks. Yeah. So we'll refresh our memories about what we covered previously. And we covered the beast out of the sea, which was a reference to the human race, I believe. The whole sea, the reference, you know, to the all ethnicities, cultures, all people. So here it comes out of the sea of humanity. We've offered that expression. Um, and ultimately, I believe it turns out to be the Antichrist in the first part of chapter 13, where he stands on the sand of the sea. I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea in the first couple of verses in chapter 13, having seven heads, ten horns. And what's really interesting, I was going through that again this week, and it's amazing the interpretations people have for seven heads, ten horns, etc., the seven heads, which we won't go into, um, but the seven heads are interesting because there's so many different interpretations for that stuff. So you just have to kind of go through them on your own and decide which one makes the most sense to you based on the scripture itself and, and what John, what you think John is seeing. At any rate, this particular person, and I think it is a person, who represents the system behind it, he gains control of the entire world. And I think we're smart enough to realize that it appears to be happening um, right now in many ways. We've got so many things pushing us to that. Um, and in some ways it's disheartening. On other, in other ways it's like, well, you know, it's not like we haven't been warned. It's not like the scriptures don't teach it. But anyway, he will gain control of the entire world as the last empire from Daniel chapter 2. And this last empire will lead up to the physical return of Jesus. So, he gains control of the whole world. He conspires with the devil. The devil gives him authority and gives him supernatural powers. So he's literally selling his soul in exchange for tremendous power. There are individuals who believe that the Antichrist uh, in human form is really <clears throat> a strong demon from perdition or the abyss who is allowed to come back and fully, I guess, envelop himself in human form. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I just know that there will be an individual who will be a human being who will be fully indwelt and empowered mm. by Satan. Demonic possession. Absolutely. To the oh, nth yeah. degree. You know, yeah. I mean, Judas was, on the night Christ was betrayed, right? Remember when he said, what you must do, do quickly, and then Satan entered him. Satan. Yeah. Not a lower demon. Satan. Yeah. That's how important Judas was to Satan. So this guy is going to be even more important because Satan knows if he messes up here, it's all over. It's all over. I wonder how loud that sounds. Um, that doesn't matter. For those listening at home, um, my new, our new puppy is eating a retriever roll. So, that's what you're hearing. So he sells his soul in exchange for tremendous power and he will become the final world dictator. We went over this already last, last time we were together. Ultimately, those who do not fall in line to worship him 
will be killed unless they can escape somehow. Okay, so that, I think I just got that. So this, it has to be a man because he's replicating. Oh, yeah. Jesus, you know, oh, yeah. he's like the evil. He won't be person. a woman identifying as a man. Right, but just, he, he's really? not just a demon. He's not just a spirit. He's right. a man. He's a okay. physical human okay. being, male, as someone who literally can pretend to be the Christ. Okay. So after gaining total power, um, and I think we talked about this last time, the first half of the tribulation he uses to rise to power, and once he gains it in about the middle of the tribulation period, once he gains total power, he still has three and a half years to go, 42 months, which takes it to the end, and the end is created when Jesus returns. Well, which is interesting because earlier you talk about the, the uh, abomination of desolation, right. so which happens mid-trib mm -hmm. at the end of the first 42 months, mm -hmm. and so that tells you that doesn't have any effect on the world. Matter of fact, it probably the guy the guy goes into. The Holy right. of Holies and declares himself to be God. According to what Paul says in 2 Thessalonians and, 2. Yeah, right, right. And so that propels the guy. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. Did for the rest of the tribulation. Sure, sure. Because as we mentioned, and we'll review it again tonight, but as we mentioned, here's this guy who literally goes into the Holy of Holies, declares himself to be God, and nothing happens to him. He's not zapped by God. He doesn't die instantly, like Herod. Um, I mean, he, he just, yeah, he just gets you on. So people will go, well, there you go. He's in the Holy of Holies, the Jewish temple, declaring himself to be God. Well, if there was another God, why didn't he do something about this? Of course, they don't know their history either because... Um, Antioch's Epiphanies in 168 did the same thing essentially. He didn't get zapped. He didn't get zapped, exactly. Later on he got he got his his comeuppance, but but yeah, he didn't get zapped and he wound up killing a few thousand uh, Jews, uh, priests, and everybody during that particular awful time. But um, yeah. this guy is going to be Antioch's Epiphanies on steroids. So if, if people had not read this and not do not know what's coming. They're going to believe that he is. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. And and I think it's going to happen because you know it's funny. I, I know you spend time here and there on the social networks every once in a while, and, and it's amazing the stuff that you run across. Of. You know, with people, we'll talk about it a little bit more when we talk about the mark of the beast tonight. But it's amazing how people will just grab onto something and swear. That that is the thing that the Bible's talking about. Yeah. Mm. Um, I know some people who, mm. as soon as the vaccine was released, um, <laughs> it's almost comical to me, but I guess it shouldn't be. It's the mark of the beast. Oh yeah, yeah. People yeah. Were going, that is the mark, and I said, uh, I remember telling them, I said, well, no, no, it can't be for a couple of reasons, and I tried to explain it to them from a biblical perspective. And they're like, they listened to me, and they said, no, no, it is. It is. The mark of the beat, it is. Yeah. Well, I'm like, you know, and, and I think Satan loves to mess with people's hands. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> the past, yeah. Yeah. a lot of people 
grasped onto the patent number for the vaccine. Yeah, six, apparently six, there was six six six, six, six in the six, patent seven. number. Yeah, and Bill Gates is connected with that. He literally is connected with that. So right away they're thinking Bill Gates is the Antichrist, and it's like, no, the the Antichrist is going to have a tremendous amount of charisma. <laughs> he does. Women not. are going to fall. No. Bill Gates is no. a wormy little dude. Oh, he is. If he if he hadn't stole Stephen Jobs' idea from uh, and that Apple, Klaus guy, is oh. just, he looks like a junior, Hitler Junior. He's a Nazi. Yeah, oh, he is, and he's not charismatic. He's not charismatic. And he's, he's 85. Got that German accent, which he surely does, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's he's 85, and I'm thinking, apparently, he thinks he's going to live forever or something. I, and I know that's why they're pushing this AI and all kinds of stuff and doing all kinds of experimentation. But yeah. but you know, he's got a date with destiny coming up here, whether he thinks so or not. Yeah, so this guy will blaspheme God, and because nothing happens to him, people will go. Well, who's stronger? Who who can who can take this guy down? And then he will appear to either resurrect. This has always been a mystery, or at least a question for a lot of um, scholars, commentators, Bible students, and a lot of them have good reasons. I, I think it honestly can be both. I think the ancient Rome that that first came about, which was the Fourth Empire of Daniel two, will rise again. I think that's what's happening right now, and I think. I think it's going to rise in uh, it, it probably where the EU exists right now. It'll come up from there and kind of emanate and spread to the rest of the world. But, but the headquarters of this rising empire, which will be the revised Roman Empire, I think, will still be in the European Union. Well, I'm going to be honest. Some folks think it may also be the Ottoman Empire. Well, the Ottoman Empire is a little bit different because that was not one of the empires that... It wasn't one of the empires that was mentioned in Daniel 2. It's possible. But what I notice is, if you really notice, it starts with Babylon. And how did Babylon come into existence? Who was the king of Babylon? Nebuchadnezzar, right? right. Yeah. Well, it was his father who, was, who had the Assyrian Empire, which was fairly huge. And then Nebuchadnezzar rises to power, and we've got Bing, the Babylonian Empire, then we know. But it's interesting because Daniel 2, and as far as God's, the times of the Gentiles is concerned, it didn't include the Assyrian Empire. Mm -hmm. It started with the Babylonian Empire. Well, <clears throat> I just would say this, it could be an amalgamation of both oh, empires. Oh, yeah. Because be. you're talking about iron and clay being mixed. Yeah. yeah. The iron could be the Roman Empire and the clay could be the Ottoman Empire. It's it's possible. And, and you know, oh, by the way, don't let me forget, there's a couple of articles I want, I won't read them to you by boring you, but I, I would like to reference them for you and maybe you can jot a note and then go look them up on your own. Matter of fact, why don't I do that right now? It's one, one is called raptureready.com, and obviously they believe in the pre-trib rapture, but be that as it, as it may, it's not the most um, important thing they talk about. There's a, right. there's a writer on there, believe it or not, his name is Damon, D-A-Y-M-O-N-D, last name Duck. And I, I originally thought it was a fake name, but it's not, Damon Duck. He's a Bible scholar, and he writes these really good articles that are concise and to the point, and he doesn't like ramble. Yeah, he'll go, here's eight points why I think this is going to be this, and et cetera, et cetera. 
and uh, it's it's really interesting stuff. So you can look up raptureready.com and then look for Damon Duck. I think his one article today that um, I was going to point out specifically to you is called, if I can find it. Is it D-A-Y-M-O-N-D? Uh-huh. Yes, it is. Let me see if I can find it. Probably can't real quick. Rapture ready. Sorry. That's okay. If it's if it's for me, just take a message. <laughs> you can text it to everybody too. Huh? Yeah, you know, I'll do that. I'll text it to everyone rather than create dead time on the video here. Because a lot of people, I notice, they listen to the audio part of this and then they download the PowerPoint that I put up with Sermon Audio, so they don't watch the video necessarily. Anyway, he will either this will either resurrect the ancient Rome, which I think is going to happen, or I should have put Andor will physically appear to die and rise from the dead. I think that there's there's a good argument to be made for the fact that this guy is going to try and imitate Jesus. And what's the best way to imitate Jesus? To to die and or to make it look like you're dead and then do a fake resurrection, but it'll look so realistic. And we've got to remember too that both the Antichrist and the false prophet we're going to be talking about next, those guys have tremendous supernatural ability, literally given to them by Satan. He gives them his authority, his throne, and tremendous supernatural ability. So it always makes me laugh when I hear about uh, the advances of artificial intelligence today. And another one we were looking at, I was online and there was this image of this, it was basically a, a huge holograph of this huge statue which was moving and able to talk. And people were going, there you go, that's the image of the beast. And I'm sitting there going, no, it's not. We're, you know, I mean, we're not in the tribulation yet. This is, this is a hologram, that's all it is. But I think when we get to this point, I think it is going to be so remarkably realistic. I mean, today, people are so jaded with, you go to a movie and you can, you can actually tell yeah. Oh, that's special effects. Nobody can do that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, it's not, not you know, during the 50s when, you know, what's his name, George Reeves was Superman, and people were going, wow. Yeah. Even though there's this, you know, glowing line around him to show that that's the best they could do. But today, you go see a movie, and you can tell special effects because they're just so smooth and almost unrealistic. But the difference between that and what's going to happen here is people will literally think, he rises from the dead. So somewhere along the line, something is going to happen to him, Where whether it's an attempt at assassination, but the Bible tells us that um, when we get to it, verse 3, and I saw one of his heads as it had been mortally wounded. Mortal is fatal, fatality. So there's death there. And his deadly wound was healed. Then all the world are like, wow! Not only can this guy blaspheme God and declare that he is God, but look, he came back from the dead. We saw it. Mm -hmm. Who else is there? This guy is God. And that's what I really think they'll think. And of course, if you look at Romans 1, what happens? You know, it was interesting when, uh, during Dave's class today, and he was taught, we talked about the decorum that's lost and all that stuff. And really, what we're seeing in society is something that's been replayed in every society that eventually fell. And it's Romans 1. It's just, it's just this downward spiral that, that brings out the worst in people 
throughout all of society. And once it gains that kind of a foothold in society, that society isn't that far away from the death knell. And I think that's what's happening in America and most of the world today. I mean, when you've got people who say, um, you know, a woman who identifies as a man, and you're a hater if you don't agree with that, or I, I just read today that DC has published a book, or a comic book with Joker, who's always been a male character, giving birth to a son. Literally, physically giving birth to the son. I'm thinking, why is that even in a comic book? You know what I'm really Go ahead. crazy is that people will believe way down deep inside that men can be women and women can be men. Yeah, right. But yet, they believe, they'll believe all of this too, and they won't see, look for the real Jesus, no. the, the no. one and only Right. God. Right. I know. It's it is absolutely the truth. Right. This is the truth. It is. And if this isn't your truth, then you know what your truth is? Whatever you think. Yeah. Then you are your highest authority. I'd rather go to this. Yeah. Well, you mentioned before, you know, why people see that. There will be Christians who know this, but they'll still, I say Christians, they see yeah. Be well, professing Christians. Professing say Christians. They're Christians. Yeah. Yeah. But they will be deluded into believing this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, there. Yeah, I agree. God. Yeah. I mean, there is scripture that says that people will be blinded. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. the, and, uh, and it says they'll be the. It will deceive the very elect, if possible. Yeah. That's how strong it is. So the only thing that saves us is the fact. That we're dedicated to the Lord and the Holy yeah, Spirit lives within us. You're not grounded yeah. in faith. If you're not, I mean, there's a lot of people that profess Christianity. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Are not grounded in the faith. They're no, not. They're not. Yeah. not. Yeah, we were not. talking about that on the way home today. We were. It's like here's truth, and they touch the truth every once in a while. Well, people don't like. <laughs> you know, but they yeah. don't. They people, don't. they just don't want to go all the way to the truth. They'd rather say something because people today are, are more about. I don't want, you know, I don't want people not to like me. Yeah. You know, so, and that's unfortunate. And, and Christians can get caught up in that. Well, so the world is going to see him in a marvel, as invincible. We discussed the possibility, we're still reviewing last week, the possibility of the role of smart cities and the Internet of Things in this world system. I said last week, but it was actually a number of weeks ago. And we know that this is being built right now. Mm -hmm. It's being built. Smart yeah. cities. Um... Well, see, that's why I like Elon Musk. Oh. Uh, we're talking about different... I, I mean, I'm keeping a real close eye on Elon Musk. I am, but at an arm's he, distance. Yeah, well... Like, well, he's I'm saying he's making stuff happen. Yes, yes. The satellites that he's putting in, he's going to internet the whole world. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. He's playing both sides. He is, of the, absolutely. He's yeah, taking absolutely. over Twitter and he's playing both sides. Of, he he's is. the candle at both ends. and He wants to cover his bases and what he ultimately wants to do is create his own system, kind of like Amazon, where everybody goes, to, that's their first online choice to buy, but he wants it to be Twitter, which will incorporate, which will be Amazon on steroids. Right. So that's what he wants to do. And uh, I think he may buy Facebook before it's all said and done. He may. He, he's a billionaire, so he could well, buy a lot of things. That's why I'm saying, you know, as far as the Antichrist, you know, and I don't know. I'm just 
saying. Oh, you're saying uh, he's Elon a good Musk candidate. Is, oh, possibly. he actually is somewhat charismatic. He is charismatic, and he's not stupid. I mean, he's, he's got a little bit of Asperger's. He does. He does. Uh, and but, he'll admit that to you. Hey, yeah, but he is. He's charismatic. He's not stupid. So no, not in the least. I think he plays a role, whether well, he's the Antichrist, I don't really know. He came from South Africa. He comes up, you know, really, really fast to be, at one point, the richest man in the world. Yeah, I, I'd, world. I'd like to know how he got Till his money. Twitter. Yeah. I didn't, Till I didn't he bought Twitter, and that, he's now the second richest man in the world. Oh, because he lost the money? He lost a bunch of money on Twitter yeah. when the stock fell. Yeah, yeah. yeah what are you going to do? Well, anyway, well, he's not this in any mail. It's punching blood in. It is. It is. I mean, hopefully he has holdings. But the, the, you've heard of smart cities. You've heard of Internet of Things. You've heard of 15-minute yeah. cities, which is coming out right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, just crazy. So we've covered all of that. So let's get into, um, having said all that, let's get into tonight. And we're going to get through these verses. It shouldn't take us too long. Um, and let me, let me read this, if you don't mind. We're starting with verse 13, and we're going to go all the way to the end. And this is, there will seem like there's a little bit of repetition here, just because it kind of, the text itself kind of covers things twice. But All right, starting with verse 11. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. Interesting. And he exercised all the authority of the first beast in his presence, and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And notice again how that repeats that whole concept, the deadly wound was healed. Mm -hmm. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. Now, let me stop myself right there. There are people who believe that this false beast is a religious system. That's what they think the scripture is talking about. The problem with that is that the scripture is very personalized here. Mm -hmm. A religious system can't perform great signs. Yeah. There has to be somebody at the head of that. So even if, even if this false prophet is representing a system, he is still an individual. And yeah. this individual, you know, in the Old Testament, who else was able to call down fire? Do you recall? Um, was it Elijah? Elijah. Elijah. And then we know that Elisha, his protege, and who, who got the mantle after him, was also able to do many miracles. So I think it's interesting. Oh, and let's not forget, uh, there's two guys during the tribulation who are also able to call yeah. down fire from heaven, the two witnesses. Right. And here comes this guy, and he's able to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's really interesting. This is an actual person. Let me keep reading. Uh, 14, and he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. Hmm. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, and the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all. There's the verse, 16. Both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. 
Let him who is understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Hmm. Now, that's the text. And, and i got to tell you, and I've said this before, in the 70s, um, when I was involved in the charismatic movement for a short period of time, um, and I'm not anymore, of course, I got I pulled away from that. But what was interesting, it's almost like one thing fed off the other. During the same period of time, there was a prophecy movement. Huge! I don't know if any of you remember that. But during the 70s, I mean, that's when um, Hal Lindsey wrote his book, The Late Great Planet Earth. I believe it was the late 70s, early 80s. Everybody was into prophecy. Everybody. And it became an industry. And my big concern now is that while it's wonderful and I think needful to study God's Word, there's a lot going on now because of this where people seem to be standing up with these authoritative voices and they are trying to indicate that this is that, this is that, this is going to happen next, here's what's coming next, right down the pike, I can see it in the future. And really, I think we need to not do that. What, what the Bible is here for is to tell us what it's going to look like, yes. But there's so much that's missing here. And we, if we try to fill it in, we're, we're just going to get off down these rabbit trails that really, unfortunately, don't make a whole lot of sense. And I think that's what's happening with people today. Having said that, though, there are a number of things we can discern from this, and let's go over this. We know that it's probably an actual person. We're talking about the false prophet. He probably could represent... A religious system. I mean, in, during the last prophetic thing in the late 70s, oh, people were calling, oh, it's the Pope. It's this Pope. This Pope is going to be the false prophet. I know it. He's the guy. Um, the other people were convinced it was somebody else. The Antichrist was Henry Kissinger. I mean, yeah. I remember books. Henry Kissinger, I can prove that his name is 666. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the reality was none of that turned out to be true. So we know that there is a beast from the earth, the false prophet, who is probably going to be head of a type of religious system. Um, if it were to happen today, we might want to say, well, let's, let's look at the current pope. He could be, he seems to be working really, really hard at bringing together Islam, Judaism, and Christianity in what's called Chrislam. A social religion. Yes. So it's, I'm sorry? Chrislam. Chrislam, that's what it's called. And um, they're actually building buildings. There's three buildings. I think it's in Samaria. And it's just fascinating. So we could sit there and say, well, it could be this pontiff, this pope. Could be. Might not be. Interest uh, on the Temple Mount, you know, to... Because you already have a, a, yeah. you know, a Muslim sanctuary and well, there's actually, a Christian church and a, yeah, yeah. And a, there's another there's another temple, there's another temple and you know this is going to become a religious oh, center. Yeah. Oh yeah, it will yeah. Be. And now with um, Netanyahu being voted back in as prime minister and some of the people he's put in, I mean, he's it, it's really interesting how they're kind of starting to push the envelope. And then there's all this talk about um, Israel striking Iran first so that they don't get to strike <coughs> Israel. And then Russia is saying, if you, Russia and, who is it? Some other, oh, Russia and Turkey are saying, if right. Israel, if you attack Iran, you're going to be attacked by us. And it's just this constant warmongering and language 
Right so, of war. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. War. It is. So we will we'll have to wait and see what happens. It may happen in our lifetime. It might not. I think it will, but that's just a guess. I'm not speaking with any kind of authority. So coming out of the earth, by the way, indicates an inferiority to the first beast mm -hmm. who comes out of the sea. That's just simply the ancient text. That's the way they always viewed it. If you look at a lot of the ancient texts that were written by uh, a lot of people in the olden days, anyone who came from, who was described as, as being earthy, was completely different and inferior to most other people who came. And again, from the sea represents this mass of humanity. So we can, we can sense, obviously, from Scripture that this false prophet is subservient to the first beast, although he has the same authority, same ability to deceive, etc., etc. Both he beasts. He says he's given that authority. He is given that authority. Perform these things in the presence of. In the presence. So that makes you think, in the presence Well, he's of one beast. step lower. He's like yeah. a lieutenant. He's yeah, a, yeah exactly. He's, he's the Antichrist wingman. Right. So both beasts will probably be Gentiles. I'm kind of guessing here. There could be a little bit of a give and take here, but if you think about the fact that in Daniel 2, all of the nations, all the empires in that chapter are headed, they're Gentile nations, they're Gentile empires, they're headed by Gentiles. The whole period from of Daniel 2, those, those empires are referred to as the times of the Gentiles. Now, I suppose there's also an argument that says the Antichrist could be part Jewish or convert to Judaism or somehow embrace Judaism. Yeah. And that could make him um, very acceptable then to the nation of Israel and its leaders. We don't really know. So this guy we do know, the Bible tells us, he comes on the scene with two horns like a lamb. Now obviously... He doesn't actually have two horns. We know that. It says, like a lamb. It's a representation of his personality. But he speaks like a dragon. We've all met people who, whom we would describe as um, duplicitous. They present one thing to us, and then we find out behind our backs they did something completely different that they said they wouldn't do. And then after that, it makes it very difficult to, unfortunately, to trust that person. So here is a guy who is going to be doing that on steroids. He's going to be a master at manipulating people through duplicity, through presenting one thing to people. He will be presenting himself as someone who is very loving and very caring. Oh, I'm not going to hurt anybody. I just want everybody to get along. I just want to lead people in unity toward the greatest goal that this world has ever had, and that is to become one. And you know, he'll he'll rationalize everything, but in, in some ways he will speak like a dragon in the way he puffs up the Antichrist and also blasphemes God or at least agrees with and supports the Antichrist who does that. He presents a picture of gentleness outwardly, but inwardly he's something completely different, and it's marked by, I, I use the word demonism there, but it's really marked by Satan's own character. And um, we know that Paul has told us that Satan comes as an angel of light to deceive, and that's one of his, I think, greatest powers, the ability to deceive people. Um, while the first, while the second beast is subservient to the first, 
he is also in collusion with the dragon Satan. And again, what we've got here is ultimately um, what we're looking at is well, we'll get to that in a minute. He exercises all the authority of the first beast. He'll lead. He will be like Aaron to Moses. Aaron was Moses' wingman, his second. And so the false prophet will be the wingman or the second to the Antichrist. He will then lead people to worship the Antichrist. And unfortunately, it'll come to a point in, during the second half of the tribulation where it won't be a, you know, if you feel like it. You know, we'd really encourage you to do this. It'll be a mandate. It will be a mandate. He will also lead in directing persecution against true believers. And it's really kind of funny, if I may, um, and I, I don't want to get into a discussion about the vaccine itself, um, whether it's right or wrong. I think that's up to each individual to decide for themselves. But my, big con my biggest concern over the whole vaccine issue, and this is all I'll say about that, is that, number one, it was mandated, and number two, anybody who... At, tried to ask any honest questions about it, and that's still going on, was demonized. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a huge problem with that. But if we can take that issue and then go into the future and see what the, what the false prophet's going to do, they're going to do the same thing. He is going to not only mandate that people worship the Antichrist, but he will also lead in directing persecution against true believers mm -hmm. who reject the Antichrist. So, I mean, there's this whole mandate thing coming up again. So, and in an essence, and I mentioned this before, we can see the satanic counterfeit here to the real frying. Satan as God the Father imitating him, the Antichrist imitating Jesus, and the false prophet will be imitating the Holy Spirit. Because what's the Holy Spirit's job? Direct attention, direct worship to the Father. And, you know, I mean, it's just really interesting the way this works. So, the reference is made again to the deadly wound that was healed, indicating potentially the death and resurrection of Christ. And I think that's going to be a big thing. That's why I think, even though it could refer to the empire itself that was died and rose again, so to speak, I think ultimately it's going to be referring to this individual who will use this as his biggest imitation of Jesus yet. And that's what's going to prove to the world that he is the guy. And we talked about the fact that the false prophet will have supernatural power to create actual signs and wonders. It's not going to be fakery. It's not going to be special effects. It's not going to be holograms. It's going to be actual supernatural things that happen. So it's going to cause the world to see him and Antichrist as supreme powers, unstoppable. And these people are going to be finally seeing and running after the God that they've always envisioned, and now here he is in the flesh. We can see him, we can worship him, we will do whatever he wants us to do. And so, this is interesting in verse 14, he creates some kind of realistic image. Mm -hmm. We don't know what he's going to do with this, we don't even know what the image looks like. It could be the image of the beast, a representation. It could be he takes this image and he puts it inside the temple... And so that when the Antichrist goes in there and declares himself to be God, this image is also there. We don't really know. But he's able to supernaturally animate this thing. Again, not special effects. Nothing like that. We're talking about 
actually able to animate this thing. And if you think this is odd, that maybe scripture doesn't really mean this, what I think is interesting is, um, I, I found this um, in one of the commentaries I was looking at. This actually existed apparently. Similar ventriloquism was practiced by Apollonius of Tiana and the Egyptian sorcerers at Caligula's court. So they would literally be able to supernaturally animate statues in and around Caligula's court. Animate them. They didn't have special effects. They didn't have holograms. They didn't have any of that stuff. They had demons. And it's yeah. the same demons that we're going to see today that's actually, I think, people are not going to mistake it and go, wow, that's a cool special effect. I think what they're going to see is something that to them is so supernaturally realistic it'll blow special effects out of the water. There will be no comparison. So, that's what I think is happening, and I think the same thing will exist when the false prophet gives breath to the image, making it appear alive. That's not going to be a special effect. That's going to be a supernatural um, event that the false prophet is allowed to do. Um, and the, it's interesting because the image is also going to be made to wor be worshipped, and anyone who does not worship this will be killed. Now, if... If Antichrist headquarters is over in the EU, close to Jerusalem or not far from there, a lot of this stuff is going to be happening over there. I'm not sure how it's going to, you know, cascade throughout the whole world. It's possible that it can, but certainly the people closest to this image in that region, they're going to be hit first. So we really don't know. So this is the next part of it. After he forces everyone to worship the Antichrist or the first beast or be killed, then he says, okay, now it's time to prove your loyalty. I'm going to do another mandate. This one's not a vaccine, though. This one's a mark. You don't get the mark. In verse 16, it says what? He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. Why? To make it real obvious. You, you know... Foreheads, your forehead's right there. I went to the doctors not long ago, during COVID, and I guess it was about a year ago, and it was really interesting. No, forgive me, I was giving blood. Yeah, that was it. I wanted to give blood. And when I got there, they made me stand in front of an iPad, and it took an image of my face, read my temperature, and did a few other things, and then it okayed me to go to the next step. Isn't that interesting? Now, that stuff's long gone, because I've given blood since, and I haven't had to do that again. But what we're talking about well, is... They have that at the hospital. Oh, do they still? Yeah. Oh, I believe. At okay. the hospital. Okay. Uh, you know, they check your temperature now. Oh, sure, they so do. A lot of times... The thing, okay. Clean it there in a certain way and frame your face. Isn't that weird? You know, and then you sit there and you wonder, it's like, well, where did that image go? Just, you know, and it prints, it prints out a little thing that's yeah. so sticky. Yes, I remember. Okay. And yeah. your face is on it. Yeah. That's it's interesting. Walking around yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the mark of the beast is going to be... What's that? Facial, facial imaging. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I believe it. Oh, the Chinese got it. Damn, man. They did. And, and somebody, somebody created um, a special face mask. Yeah. that obliterates, that that makes it very impossible for AI to see who you are. I thought that was really interesting. And where did they create that in China? 
there's a lot of people there who would love to overthrow that system. Um, so they have the mark of the beast placed on them in a very obvious way. And without it, you don't get to buy or sell. And, and that's why when people have said to me, oh no, the vaccine is the mark of the beast. And, it's like, and, and the first thing I said to them, I said, look, I can still go to the store and buy without that. Oh, but it's coming. Well, it's not here yet. So let's be real specific. Well, they were talking about a vaccine passport and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah, they're still in the works in the EU. They're still they're still doing that. I don't know that it would come to the U.S. Australia. Not soon. I was really surprised in Australia. I know. Everything. Uh, I know. Such a large country and all too. this stuff. I mean, they were they were putting their people in in basically concentration. They were. Yeah. They were. That if you didn't get the vaccine, you had to go get in this camp. And oh, yeah. And if you tested positive for COVID, you had to go to the camp. I mean, it's just, it was just ridiculous. You would think these, that whole Australia thing started with convicts. Yeah. That's how it started. It was a it well, was they were British camp. Did it, but prison, you know what? Yeah. Prison called it. Yes, it was. Yeah. They took up all the guns a few years ago. They did. Yeah, they did. So yeah, then they uh, do what they want to. They won't do that here. <laughs> no, I laugh, but I'm sorry. I can't see that happening. They know it. Everyone who, want, who knows, who wants to know what this mark is, but we simply don't know. That's the thing. We don't know. We're not going to know. Now, of course, if the rapture happens before the tribulation, we won't know anyway. If it doesn't happen before the tribulation, it happens at the middle or the end, then when this happens, we'll that's know. when we'll know. we'll know. That's when we'll know what this is. Oh, there it is. But we will also know, any Christians living during this time will also be wise and discerning enough to know that's the Antichrist. Yeah. Oh, look at that guy. That's the, the, what the Bible calls the false prophet, the second beast. There's going to be a lot of the people living then who will recognize that. So it won't, they won't need to wait for the mark, whatever it happens to be. They'll know it's coming, and they'll be able to avoid it. So anyone who says they do know unequivocally what... <laughs> The mark of the beast is should probably be ignored because um, they really don't know. Because the Bible doesn't tell us. It tells us in verse 18 that it's the number of the man, and you can calculate the number, and his number is 666. There's so many theories about that. But well, again, but also, again. Also, uh, the translation of the Greek, it could also, some people say it could also be 662. Well, and, and the other thing, I'm glad you mentioned the Greek, because what I think it proves is when this particular guy comes on the scene, his number in Greek, because Greek is one of those languages like Hebrew where it has a numerical equivalent. Uh -huh. Ours doesn't. We put A as the first, B as the second, but it doesn't have a numerical value or equivalent built in, whereas other languages like Hebrew does. Yeah. So it'll be a whole lot easier to figure out when uh, the guy is actually on the scene. So what's also interesting here is it says this branding of unbelievers with the mark, interestingly enough, it corresponds to the sealing of God's servants way back in chapter 7. Yeah. So people will willingly take the mark, and we need to make that clear too. They're not going to be forced to. They'll be told to, but they'll willingly take it. Well, they don't want to go hungry. They don't want to go hungry. And at that point, they'll think, this, is, this guy is the way of salvation. I'm following him. And, and you know what? That's what Roman soldiers did and well, other, other armies did. If they really liked their commanding officer and felt undying loyalty to that man and would be willing to die, to follow him into battle and die with him, 
They had no qualms about taking the mark that represented that particular leader and yeah. tattooing it on their arm, their forehead. Their, it didn't matter. Well, look at Jim Jones down in South America. Yeah. You talk about, I mean, people are oh. certainly capable of being deluded mm -hmm. and yeah. Just, uh, you know, uh, coldish. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, you're talking yes. about this guy's going to be able to perform miracle, what, you know, yeah. supernatural. Yeah. I know. It's going to be real easy to believe so. Leave it. Leave it. This guy is, you know, the cat's meow, yeah. so to speak. He will be. So the Mark of the Beast, some kind of brand, a logo, a tattoo, it doesn't matter. Whatever it will be, it's going to be something that allows people to buy and sell. And without it, they can't. And you know, what I still, Sylvia and I, it's funny because we still like to use cash. Yeah. We pay for things in cash. Yeah. We still write checks. We, we've decided that we're not just going to rely on digital currency, which is really what your debit and credit cards are. Yeah. So... This is interesting, by the way, too. It's not just Roman soldiers, but decades ago, and in some cultures it still tends to exist, domestic slave owners sometimes branded their slaves with their own logo. They owned them. Today we still do it with horses and cows and other animals to show that that herd of cows belongs to me. It's got my brand on them. We do that all the time. So, what the mark of the beast is, no idea. But when it rolls out, people will know. And let's see. Yeah. Yeah, they'll accept it. They'll yeah, accept they're it. Talking about it's like, it'll be like, what, social... Um, virtue signaling. signaling. Yeah, that'll be the biggest virtue signaling. Remember when... And, and I'm, again, I don't want to comment on the vaccine, but I just thought it was really interesting when people got the vaccine on their social networks, they'd have, I got it, I got it. Yeah. And they're bragging about it. And it's like, dude, you know, it's like, what do you That's want? That's decision, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, it's good. If it helps you, wonderful. But why do you need to brag about it? It's called virtue signaling. And so this will be the biggest virtue signaling his. ever. This is so are we there yet? No. Could be yours. But we're getting there. Digital Vax passports, digital currency is coming. The whole schmear. I'm just hoping that people don't ever stop taking cash. Yeah. <laughs> But who knows? Well, you know, cash might be. I was just going to say, who knows how? Well, you know, it's always been black lines. That's right. That's right. You've got right. to trade. That's right. The U.S. economy is, uh, the U.S. government is so close to defaulting on their debt. What do we have, 30 trillion? 30 trillion dollars. 37 trillion? That's what I Something like that. It's incredible number. You know, I can't even fathom that. They could just say, hey, we're going to have to shift mm -hmm. over to this other system. Yeah. You know, all digital currency. And then you look at your bank cash. account, and all of a sudden it's like, where'd all my money go? Yeah, cash is no good. Yeah. No, like, my digital account. No, hopefully cash will still be good someplace. But still, it's like, I don't well, know. I mean, they're going to mess us up. Kyle's guy talking about, oh, this utopian society where yeah. you don't own anything. Yeah, you're going to be happy. happy. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only one who's going to be trying to be happy here. Well, basically, that's the end of uh, chapter 13. And so what we're going to cover the next time is the lamb and the 144,000. We'll get as far as we can. The proclamation of three angels. 
reaping the earth's harvest and reaping the grapes of wrath. I mean, things are starting to really... First of all, they're starting to ramp up. Remember, we've got uh, a number of the judgments that have taken place, and when we get to chapter 15, then all of a sudden, we're going to start dealing with the bold judgments, and then things start going like this again. I mean, so any way you look at it, any way you slice it, this particular time period in Earth's history coming up is not pleasant. And it's, it's God taking out His wrath on the humanity that has essentially chosen to not only ignore Him, but blaspheme Him and do so in many, many ways that only because of His grace, it's like Mark said this morning when he was talking about hell, it's only because of God's grace mm -hmm. that He hasn't wiped this out already. Mm 